how can we make ends meet each month? On today's episode, we will learn a bunch of new ideas about how to save money and use our money wisely. But let's not forget one of the most important things. Though, even as we talk about stretching the dollar, I want to emphasize that God is the one who provides for us so generously. Hey, welcome to Unshaken. Today is episode 153. Today's episode is called Stretching the Dollar. This is our monthly installment of our Mom to Mom ministry talk. Today, Cheryl Bailey is going to walk us through how to make the best use of the money God has given to us. She had so many great ideas. Let's jump right in. So my talk is entitled Stretching the Dollar. And You know, we no longer live in a society where we barter for things or we grow our own food and raise our own animals. I know some of you might, but I'm not into chicken farming. But um, most of us just need money. We just need cash to to buy the things that we need. Um, And really, whether you have a little bit of money or a lot of money, Money can be a temptation to sin. It's easy to look at our neighbors and think, hey, why can't I get the things they have? Or um, we put our trust in the things that we're able to buy instead of God. Um, It can be the source of anxiety and sin for us. And so it's a topic that is important for us to think about. I know many of you have made sacrifices so that you can primarily be the main caregiver for your children. And being a mom is hard work, and it takes a lot of time, and yet it's a rewarding work, and it really yields many blessings. Um, I know that you're making sacrifices for the long-term good of your family, and really, um, the older I get, the more I realize that the sacrifices you're making are not just for your kids today, but for future generations, for your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren, maybe even those that you will never see. Um, it is a sacrifice to live on one or one and a half incomes. And so today I hope I can spur on your thinking about how you can contribute to the economical good of your family by making your dollar stretch. Though even as we talk about stretching the dollar, I want to emphasize that God is the one who provides for us so generously. Many times over the years people have said, oh, you have the shopping, the shopper's blessing. And yes, I think that's true, but really that has been God's way of providing for me and for my home. In the Old Testament, God um, called his people to leave Egypt where they were in bondage and to go to this land that he was going to give them. Because of their failures to trust him, the Israelites ended up wandering around in the desert for 40 years. And the Bible tells us that their clothes and their shoes did not wear out throughout those 40 years. Was that a coincidence? I don't think so. It was God's kind provision to them. Do you ever think that when your washing machine just keeps going, that it's God's provision for you? I want you to begin thinking about money, not by thinking this is some work that you are going to do, but by committing to ask God to care for you. He's the one that allows your cars to drive without repairs. He lets you be chosen on the Facebook free sites for that toy that your son's been asking for. 
he allows you to run into the grocery at the exact time that they're marking down all the meat. God is a kind and gracious father. And as you trust him with your money, he will provide for you. Now this morning, you know, there are so many areas you think about stretching the dollar, I feel like we could be here for hours. So I chose several principles that are tied to money, and as I talk about some of these, I hope that it spurs on your thinking in some practical ways. Um, however, if you have a specific question, I'm happy to talk to you after we're done here. Okay, so my first principle is that money management is a discipline. Do you have a budget? Do you know where your money's going? When I was a kid, we basically had three monthly bills, gas, electric, and telephone. Today, there are numerous subscriptions. There are so many monthly type bills. And to make your dollar stretch, you really need to know where you are actually spending your money. Recently, I kept seeing this charge on our, our a bill on our charge card statement, and it seemed like it was for a subscription. And so I asked my husband about it, and he thought he had signed up for something that was a one-time fee, when actually we had been being charged multiple months. It's important for you to know where your money's going. You know, you may think, oh, yeah, I spend about $20 a month on coffee, not realizing, oh, those $5 specialty drinks start adding up, and if you really kept track of your spending, you might be spending a lot more than the $20 you think you're spending. Regularly evaluating reoccurring expenses is something you really need to do. You know, maybe Disney Plus was really valuable and useful during COVID when you're home all the time, but now you realize you don't really use it. Don't pay for the extras that you don't actually use and need. And those things, those two words are both words you need to consider. What you use and what you need. Everything is a commodity. You need to check for the best prices on everything you spend your money on. Internet, phones, insurance. Just because you have been loyal to an insurance company for 12 years does not mean they are loyal to you. They keep raising your rate and you just think, oh, they're, that I'm getting the best deal. But that is not true. You need to figure out what's good for you in the long run. You know, it's easy to say, oh, I didn't have time to make dinner tonight, and then go and spend $60 at a restaurant, instead of learning to discipline your day and planning for your meals. You are in charge of your money, and you need to know where it's, where it's going and what it's doing. If you don't have a budget currently, I would challenge you to keep track of every penny you spend for two months, and I really do mean every penny. Um, and then evaluate if your money is being spent in the way that you and your husband desire it to be spent. That's really the first step to stretching the dollar. Proverbs 22.7 says, the borrower is slave to the lender. Be careful to not think that credit cards are your means to a happy life. They can make you a slave. Two thirds of people with credit cards do not pay them off every month, but carry a balance from month to month. This means you add on average 19 to 25% interest rate on the things you're buying. Just changing this habit alone will stretch your dollar by 20%. Learn to be disciplined with the money God has given you. Ask yourselves a few questions when you're spending money. Do I need it? What is the real cost? What do I gain from this purchase? Is this purchase done out of emotion? 
And then wait a month and see if you really want it. So discipline yourself with how you care for your money. Plan ahead is the second point. The closer you get to needing something, the more money you're going to spend. This is true in almost every single area of life. If I wait until the day before I need something, I am almost always going to pay the highest price. My daughter-in-law, who was just up here, Audrey, is a very thoughtful gift, gift giver. She listens throughout the year and pays attention to things that people talk about. And then she keeps her eyes open for those items all throughout the year. She's able to find nice gifts without spending a lot of money because she's thinking ahead. Now, for me, the negative for this is I don't remember I bought it or I can't remember where I actually put it. But there are many gift apps that you can use to keep track of what you bought. Um, I am kind of old school, so I tend to uh, just have a, a back sheet in my notebook calendar and I write down people's names and what I got for them and, and the price that I spent. Um, have some place in your home that you can keep the gifts. This, this is helpful to be able to find them. Um, when the kids were growing up, I had a space in the attic. I just used some totes. I got some old, I found some old cement blocks and pieces of wood and I made some shelving in the attic and I kept my gifts there. The kids didn't know they were there. They couldn't find them. And that was, you know, a little inconvenient. I had to go down the, up into the attic every time, but it worked. So have, find some place that you can store things. This is really helpful. Um, recently, I ran into Kroger's for a pound of sausage, and that is not how you save money going to the grocery store for one item, because inevitably you spend it on multiple items. So, um, But I needed this pound of sausage. It was really because I had gone to Walmart the day before, and when I got to the cash register, they charged me $5 for this pound of sausage, and I'm like, I'm not paying 5 bucks, so I didn't buy it, but then I had to go to the grocery store again. Anyway. When I ran into Kroger's, I always go by the manager's markdown sections, meat, frozen foods, home goods, and toys. Well, they just happened to be doing a huge markdown on toys, and all these toys were marked 75% off. Now, I didn't just buy anything, but I knew the things that I would give. Lego sets, Polly Pockets, games. They had a lot of stocking stuffers. I spent about $150, but I got over $600 worth of toys. I put that in my gift closet, and now I can shop from my supply instead of from the store, allowing me to, to purchase my gifts at a cheaper price. Remember, you don't buy things you don't need. I have 17 grandchildren to buy gifts for, so I know I need to know what I will buy and not buy just because it's cheap. A bargain is not a bargain if you don't need it and you can't afford it. If you can't afford it and then you're paying 20% interest rate on a credit card, you're, you're not helping yourself. You can plan ahead for birthday gifts, shower gifts, baby gifts. You know, I think all of us can list 30 items that women put on a baby registry or a, a wedding registry. Um, it doesn't mean I don't ever go out and buy a special gift off their registry. Um, but gifts can add up to a lot of spending. And one way to stretch the dollar is to plan ahead and to be thinking, what things can I use? You know, this planning ahead is particularly helpful for food. Since COVID, 
everything has skyrocketed. And in fact, I think I gave a talk similar to this the first year we did Mom to Mom. And a lot has changed just in the way we can purchase things now. Um, food items are expensive and I doesn't seem like the, the prices are coming down. However, there are still things called cycle sales and lost leader ads that we can take advantage of to make the dollar stretch. So when a grocery store sells certain items at a loss in order to draw customers in, this is called a loss leader. So if a grocery store is selling a gallon of milk a dollar cheaper than every other store, are they just getting a better buy from the milk farmer? No, they're losing money on that gallon of milk. And they do that in the hopes that you will come in the door and spend all of your grocery budget at their store, not just buy the milk. This idea is true with cycle sales as well. So the weekly front page ads in a grocery store are often uh, the things that are on sale and they do that to draw you in, wanting you to spend all your money there. Thus, they would make a profit. These cycle sales cycle throughout the year. So it's good to remember that every time you go into the store, you're spending money. So make a list and stick to that list. I also realize that many of you have multiple little children and it's hard to run in and out of stores. You have to figure out what's good for you. However, this principle of not shopping when you have to have it will help you stretch your dollar. And here's how it works. So the groceries sell certain items at a loss in order to draw you into the store. You can save money by buying about three to four months of that item at its lowest price because those sales cycle about in about every three to four month cycle period. And then you use the items from your pantry instead of going out every week and purchasing just what you need for that week. So if you know in a three to four month cycle that you're going to use 12 jars of spaghetti sauce, then when it's at its lowest price, you buy 12 jars of spaghetti sauce. You do, you do need to have some sort of a pantry. I actually have a pantry in my basement. I keep a, a shelving unit where I store the things that I am buying um, and I may only keep you know two or three jars of spaghetti sauce in my kitchen and the rest of it's downstairs. So initially, it, it does mean that you're going to spend more on groceries as you build your own stock. But within three or four months, your grocery purchases will mostly be to stock your own supply and then the one-off type items that you need for this special recipe or that thing that you're making. It's important that you know what you should be paying for diapers, grocery items, for really anything you buy. Because if you don't know the price, you're not going to know when the item is really at that rock bottom price. So you need to pay attention to prices. Usually, the most, uh, the most sold size is the cheapest. So we think, you know, the, the 28 ounce size of vegetables should be cheaper because it's more in a can, but really the 15 and a half ounce size is usually the most, uh, the cheapest because that's what people buy the most of. A, na a name brand can of green beans yesterday was $1.38 at Walmart, while the great value brand was 50 cents. Same size can. Is there a difference? 
Well, yes, sometimes name brands don't taste as good. But you can try them and check. It really is a way of saving money. With green beans, I've found in the Great Value brand or the Aldi's brand, every once in a while I find a stem. I'm willing for the 88 cents extra to pick out the stem and throw it away. I, so at least try the store brands if you haven't. Now, when you think about these cycle sales, what sales are going to be happening this month during Memorial Day? Hot dogs, baked beans, hamburgers, buns, condiments, barbecue sauce, Kool-Aid. Those things are the sales that are at the rock bottom price during this particular season. It's good to start paying attention to those. No, you know, at, at, thanks, or at Easter, hams are really, really cheap. So I can buy a few hams and keep them in my freezer. And it is hard if you don't have a freezer to plan ahead with meat. Um, it's hard to buy up. You know, I ran into Myers one day and they had marked down all their hamburger to like $1.20 a pound. So I, I'm texting my daughters, anybody, you know, and I'm, I'm grabbing hamburger. If you don't have a freezer, it's really hard to do that. Um, so I personally think buying a freezer is a great investment. You know, I do that at Thanksgiving. Rochelle bought how many turkeys at Thanksgiving? Oh, well, I usually buy three. You know, I'm not a huge turkey eater, but my husband loves turkey. So I buy a few and we'll cook them throughout the year. Sam's and Costco, we can easily see those cycle sales running in their, their ads. Um, but the idea of stocking up at the lowest price and then shopping from yourself saves you money. So that's the second principle. Um, don't buy when you have to have it. The third principle is don't shop for convenience. Convenience foods are packaged to make kids want them and they actually want, make moms want them too because it's really easy and very convenient. But if you wanna stretch your dollar, you can make convenience foods yourself just by adding a little time to your, you know, using up a little bit of your time. The other day I realized at 11 o'clock at night that I had snack the next morning before I meet with the pastor's wives here at church. And so I ran to the store and I grabbed two boxes of these Kutsky, I don't say that right, brand muffins, which I think are really good, but you know, they're $4 a box and that was Kroger's sale price. Um, I could have made muffins much cheaper, but at that particular moment, I was going to use the convenience. Um, you have to evaluate which conveniences you want to use. But if you want to save money, realizing that a little time spent can help um, you save money is important. You know, this may make me sound a little crazy, I know, but when I packed lunches, I would buy the big bag of Doritos at Costco and I would take my little Ziploc bags and I would uh, make my own two ounce bags instead of the one and a half ounce bags that you can buy in the little packages. So much cheaper. And then this is the crazy part I know. Uh, then I would tell my kids, just bring your bag home and I'll fill it up again. <laughs> I didn't wash them. They still gonna have the same orange powder in it. You know, it didn't really matter. So the more someone else does the work for you, the more you are going to spend. So learn to be efficient, have a plan, and use your time well. And remember, being a mom is just hard work. 
Now, the next principle is that vacations are important. You don't have to go in debt to have a fun family vacation. The goal is to have fun and build the relationships within your family. And really, sometimes a lot of expensive activities can actually be a hindrance to this goal. I had the privilege of growing up in a home where we went on a family vacation every year. And my husband did as well. So this was something that we wanted to spend money on, um, even though we didn't have a lot of money. So I planned in our budget family trips. I didn't have the expectation that I would just lounge around and not have to cook. Um, Sometimes we just have to adjust what our expectations are for the greater good. But there really are plenty of bargains if you're willing to do a little research. The internet is full of people's fun ideas. I use TripAdvisor a lot because it, will, it gives people's real opinions about some activity. And then oftentimes they'll, they'll say another activity that they enjoyed, and so I'll go over and, and Google some of that. Um, if you have little kids, consider going to Colonial Williamsburg. They have a bounce pass, which includes seven-day admission to Williamsburg, Bush Gardens, and Water Country um, Water Park. This is, includes parking, and the adult ticket price for this year is $167 with kids under six are free. So you could take six kids and just pay for you and your husband and spend a whole week of fun activities. The national parks are great destinations. Usually you can find cabins for rent and kids love going on explorations. Don't choose the most popular ones because then it's just crowded. You know, everybody wants to go to Yellowstone, but go to the Badlands um, in the Dakotas. Go to Wind and Jewel Cave. Those are great places to explore and to be together as a family and just make great memories. You know, I find being in God's creation allows you to have great conversations with your kids. You know, find hidden waterfalls and spend the, the afternoon swimming. Um, you know, even going on a hike where your little three-year-old is really exhausted builds character in your kids. And remember, if you have a fourth grader, you get a free yearly National Parks Pass. And that includes all 63 national parks as well as 361 other sites are included in that pass. St. Louis, Missouri is home to a ton of fantastic kid-friendly activities, including a really phenomenal children's museum and the zoo, which are both free. Washington, D.C. has a lot of cool museums. Beach vacations are always fun, and they don't have to, to be so expensive. You know, the, the more, the, if your destination is filled with activities that, that are costly, you know, you may end up spending 50 or $60 a day just to get into places. So plan a vacation around free things that are, are fun for your family to do, not where you're going to go and just spend money every day on activities. Um, there are many good Airbnbs. Plan ahead because they go quickly. You know, if you have a destination, um, other people are also looking ahead for those places. So there are really fun, inexpensive places to stay, but you should plan ahead for them. And I, I know that when you go on vacation, you think, well, I want a vacation too. 
Um, and yet, I think the goal to a vacation is to develop your family relationships. And so if you, if you need to cook some, then just be okay with that. Maybe you use all convenience foods. You know, I tended to make all my meals up so that it was really just put in a pan and dump things together. Um, you can, you can, you may have to work on your vacation and that's okay. Have a good attitude and say the goal is to have fun together. Um, hotel points, man, I could talk for a long, long time about hotel points and just points for travel in general. Um, there are hotel chains that have breakfast and, a and some of them have dinner. Embassy Suites has this huge made to order breakfast. H um, Homewood Suites and Staybridge offer breakfasts and dinner. It's really pretty easy to get points. Um, I've opened a Hilton credit card and received 150,000 points, which I used for 10 nights of hotel stays. You know, you have to do a spend, which means that w before you get the points, you have to spend so much money on that card. Um, so sometimes it's like three or $4,000. So you kind of have to plan, when can I open a credit card because I'm gonna spend that much money in that time period. Um, so oftentimes I'll think, oh, our house insurance is due. I'll open a credit card and put the house insurance on it. That takes care of half of the spend. Does that make sense? Um, but we have done a lot of travel very cheaply by using points. Now, if you're going to buy a house, don't open a bunch of credit cards because it will ding you for your credit score. But if you're not looking at house purchases in the next couple years, opening a couple credit cards doesn't hurt you a whole lot. Um, and don't rule out international travel. If you're willing to go to places off the beaten path, you can have a phenomenal vaca vacation and actually spend a lot less than you would spend in the United States. Um, uh, if I'm gonna go on a trip um, overseas, a couple years out, I work at start getting hotel points. I routinely get envelopes like these in the mail, 70,000 American airline points. It takes about 50,000, maybe 60 in prime season to buy a, a round trip ticket overseas. Um, so I open a credit card, I get a free ticket. I plan ahead, I open one for me, then a few months later I open one for my husband, there we have two tickets. Um, if you are willing to go to countries that are not the popular countries, your dollars can really stretch. My husband and I went to Turkey and the Republic of Georgia for five weeks a few years ago, and outside of what what we bought gifts to bring back. We spent $1,500 for five weeks um, and we used some points and some money. So you can do a lot uh, with a little amount of money if you're willing to plan ahead and put a little time into it. I'm happy to talk with people if they wanna talk about credit card points. It really is a way of stretching your dollar and, and for, for vacations. The last thing I wanna talk about is kids' activities. Summer's coming and there are all kinds of people that are going to be hollering for your money when it comes to your kids. You know, sign them up for this camp, take them to this activity, do this. Your kids, I think, as well as your wallet, will thank you for you to just say, I'm going to plan 
and spend time with my kids this summer. You know, um, I feel like we live in a day where we have to entertain our kids. And really what's good for our kids is daydreaming, exploring, being active, being creative, learning how to serve others, learning to be a hard worker and industrious. This is what develops character in kids, not someone else entertaining them all day long. The entertainment type things, we can spend a lot of money on. The, the things that actually are gonna build character may take some of your time, but the benefits for your children are gonna be so much greater. When I was a kid, several summers, I planned a carnival for the neighborhood kids. I spent hours making signs, coming up with games, figuring out how to get prizes, advertising, getting kids to help me. This was fun. I loved doing that. And actually, it helped me in my future. Um, you know, kids want to spend time with you. Bring them into your life. Have fun with them. Talk about life and the things that are important to you. Take them out into nature. When, when I was a kid, um, my cousins were over one day and it was really rainy and my dad said, hey, let's make a movie. And so we came up with a movie line. It was called The Hustler. It was all revolved around playing pool. And, and I remember having so much fun filming that movie and I still have it. We have this, you know, it's very rough and, you know, but it was fun. Um, when my kids were younger, I had read this book to them called The Real Story of the Big Bad Wolf. So another mom and myself, um, we spent a couple weeks making our sets. We built the three little pig houses, you know, with the kids, built bricks, you know, brick house. They, they were rough, but, you know, it was fun. And, and working on our little costumes. And then the week came that we were going to film our movie. And, you know, all the kids, we put clear masking or clear tape on their noses so that it went up like that. And they all looked like little pigs. And, and we made this movie. It was fun. Didn't cost a penny. It cost time. But it was fun and memorable. Um, you know, teach your kids about things you love to do. Maybe you love to watercolor. Teach them how to paint. Maybe you love music. Teach them about music. Maybe you love gardening. Kids will love what their moms love. What they really want is to be involved in your life. Make it your goal to laugh and enjoy the ki your kids this summer. Um, a few years ago, I overheard two moms saying, ah, oh, I can't wait for school to start. Having kids around all the time is so terrible. That's really sad. Enjoy your kids. You know, I, I think if you don't enjoy them, maybe you need to go back and listen to Sharon Arndt's talk from a few weeks back, about a few months back about discipline. Unruly kids can make you not enjoy them. Or the other reason might be that you're frustrated and you're allowing sin to disgruntle you and make you unhappy. And if that's the case, then, then acknowledge that and change. You know, your kids are going to grow up fast. I have five kids, and they're all adults, and time flew by. I know that when you're in the thick of, of mothering, it seems like, whoa, this was a long day. Oh, has this only been one week? And yet, at some point, you're going to go, what happened? How did my kids all grow up? It moves quickly. Enjoy them. I, I put a handout on your table because I thought it would be easier to make a list of free or almost free activities 
around the Toledo area. And I know there's more, so maybe you can keep this and just add to it as you talk to people. Um, it's easy to have good intentions. Oh, this summer I'm gonna do this. And what happens? We get to August and we haven't done anything. You need to plan ahead. If you're going to do things, plan for it. You could fill a jar with a bunch of different ideas and then every week pull out one activity with your kids and go do it. You could have Tuesday as be your outing day and every Tuesday you go on an outing together with your kids. Your kids will remember, mom, it's Tuesday tomorrow, it's Tuesday tomorrow, they're not gonna let you forget. You know, uh, maybe you plan every week, one day we're gonna go serve somebody. Letting kids get to know older people, so valuable to them. Maybe another day you do something with friends. Um, make a plan. Years ago when the church first started, every week we would meet at a different park. And it was really because the church had begun and we had a lot of new people and people didn't know each other. And so we wanted to get to, the moms to get to know each other. And so a park is a great place because the kids can play and the moms can talk. And one week we were at Pace Center Park and oh, it was like 90 degrees. And the kids are like, ugh. Oh. Can we go home? This is so hot. Nobody even wanted to play. Then all of a sudden, across the field, the sprinklers came on for the soccer field. And it was like a mass exodus. Every kid ran to the sprinklers. And then those sprinklers went off, and another sprinklers clear over there went on, and the kids just migrated over to those sprinklers. And for the next two hours, they just moved from sprinkler to sprinkler. And my kids would say, hey, can we go back to the sprinkler park? <laughs> so there are lots of fun parks meet up with other moms at different locations. Um, I want to encourage you to use the summer building memories with your kids. Money or lack of money is not a hindrance to having fun and enjoying your kids. You don't need any money to float down the river on an inner tube at the Maumee River or take a bike ride and pack a picnic lunch. You just need to plan, I'm gonna enjoy my kids and get out and do it. So I, I hope that this helps spur on your thinking about stretching the dollar. Um, and like I said, I'm happy to talk to you if you want more specifics. Okay, wow, those were great ideas, so practical. I hope you grabbed a few that are either brand new to you or perhaps just reminders of how we can steward and care for the money that God has entrusted us with. Personally, I love Cheryl's challenges to practice money management in our everyday and evaluate our purchases and our spending. Um, she also encouraged us to plan ahead with what you can and build that stock up in your pantry. Um, also be careful to not shop based on convenience. This is the one I'm working on right now. I feel like I've been to the grocery store every other day this week. She also encouraged us that vacations are so important and we should enjoy them, but we can look for ways to keep our spending down and enjoy spending time with our loved ones instead. She also gave us that great list of kids' activities, and we're going to put that in our show notes so you can head over there and grab those. I know some of you listening are not local to Toledo, Ohio, but there are a lot of great ideas on that list that are not just for Toledo, Ohio. So if you want to grab those, head over to our show notes. And thanks so much for listening to this episode today. 
and it's time for our episode's tiny tidbit. A tiny tidbit is just a small, tiny piece of information that can help you in a really big way. Today's tiny tidbit is brought to you from Audrey Allen. Audrey, I'm excited to hear about your tiny tidbit today. So, yeah. so um, sometimes people will stop by my house quick and I am not prepared for them. I think you have a tiny tidbit that would help me. I do. So okay. something that I started doing probably right after I got married um, was I started always keeping frozen cookie dough balls, cookie dough that I made, freezing them in the freezer at all times. So what that kind of allowed me to do was someone stopped over last minute or said, or we had last minute guests, I could easily just pop them in the oven and nice. we have warm mm, chocolate yum. chip cookies. Um, the other thing too is, I don't know, I go a lot. I go to a lot of different things, sometimes last minute, where I'm required to bring a snack. So rather than stopping and getting a bag of potato chips, kind of boring, I can just pop the cookies in the oven and be ready to go in 10 minutes. Mm. So yeah, I highly recommend just keeping yeah. frozen cookie dough balls and they're just really tasty to eat raw. Okay. Yes, yes. That's what would happen in my house. My kids would go in and take a few and just keep eating them. But yes, yeah. That's a really good idea. I have actually um, done cookie dough balls before mm-hmm. and kept them in my freezer. And then when I had to take a meal to someone, I just yes. gave them a bag of cookie dough balls. Yeah. And then they just cooked them up at their house. Yep. There is something about a warm chocolate chip cookie yes. that just like <laughs> solves all the world's problems. It does. In two bites. It's you know? true. <laughs> and now everybody listening is going to show up at your house unexpected so that you can make them chocolate cookies. I'll have to pre-make a lot of them. That's right. Okay, so then when you do this, Mm -hmm. um, just so I get this, you're not um, throwing the cookie dough balls in a bag. What are you doing to get them so that they stay frozen and not clump together? So initially I'll put them on, like you can do them really close together on a cookie sheet. Okay. And then put them in the freezer for a few hours and then you can throw them in a bag. So they're rock hard when you throw them in your bag. Yes. And do you divide the bag into like two dozen or something or do you just put them all in one bag? Uh, I mostly just like fill the bag okay. and then if I need to, you know, take some out, I take them out. Okay. But it probably would be a good idea to put like a dozen in a bag that I can easily. I wonder if you could do this with any kind of cookie. Probably. Do you only do chocolate chip? That's all I've done so far, but I'm sure that you could okay. make other ones as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, you could do almost... I mean, not cutouts, obviously. I <laughs> yes. mean, but I guess you could make cutouts and freeze you them. Could. So you could. But you could. Yeah, yeah, that's really a good idea. And it's also really helpful if you're thinking about, like you said, having to go somewhere quick and yes. you have a snack. You're right. Yep. I'd rather eat chocolate chip cookies and then a <laughs> bag of chips. But I'm yes. a sweet girl, not yes, a savory. Me so too. that's why. <laughs> Thanks, Audrey. That's awesome. Yeah, you're I welcome. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you joined us. Uh, Remember to check out our social media at Women of the Word CTW on Facebook and Instagram. Also, you can email me at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com if you have any thoughts or suggestions about any episode that you would like to talk about. I'd love to hear from you. Finally, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast directory, such as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, CastBox. Hey, honestly, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, you can find us there. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress, because of God, until next time.